Welcome to another message of hope from Gateway Family Church. For more information or to contact us, please visit gateway.asn.au. What's going on, team? Hi. 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 Who's had exams? Who's had exams this week? Has anybody finished exams? Yeah. My people, I like that. I think you like that too. Hey, uh, as always, I'm really pumped that I get an opportunity to, uh, to share with you all tonight uh, because to me, I, I love following Jesus and I love reading this book and I love hearing from God and being able to share with you guys because for me, God has made a massive difference in my life. And I am doing a totally different job and living a totally different life to what I thought I was going to live. And it is way better than I could have ever imagined. It hasn't been easier necessarily. It hasn't all been happy. But I wouldn't pick any other life now. And, uh, you know, that's cool for me now. But the reality is we all like face difficulties in life, right? Some people's difficulties have just finished with exam season being over. Some of you are going to have some difficulties that wrap up very soon. But we do, we, we do all have difficulties in this room. And, and, you know, growing up for me, life wasn't always easy. I think sometimes it's easy to see the people who stand up here and think like, ah. Oh, their life must have just been like pretty straightforward. It must have been pretty easy for them to get there. Like they're just living the dream now. Everything's happy all the time. But, you know, the reality for me is that my life has not always been happy, especially growing up. There's been lots of things that I've struggled with. I, um, I really struggled with my parents growing up. <laughs> Like, I, I struggled heaps. I, like, was making, when I was in, like, year nine, I started making plans with my best friend to move out together in year nine to try and get away from my parents. <laughs> Look, some of that in hindsight might be, like, a little bit of teenage angst, but, but I, I really didn't get on with my parents when I was a teenager. I really struggled. And, like, I just remember that I just hated even, like, being at home. And I would just try and avoid it. I would try not to be there. I would try to spend as much time as I possibly could at other people's houses. I remember nights lying in bed as I was growing up, like not wanting to get up the next day. And, and I remember once I was an adult getting to spots where like I had weeks where apart from like having to go to work, I would go for big stretches of time, like days, barely even leaving my room because I, I couldn't face the outside world and I was so sure that I was worthless and that I had no friends and, and that I would never amount to, to anything. And, and I don't say any of that stuff lightly. Like, that, that was my experience growing up and uh, it really sucked. And, uh, you know, if there's anybody who, who has any of those feelings here, then... All I can say is, and I'm really sorry, and I know it sucks, and it's probably not exactly the same as me, and, and I probably don't totally understand it. I'd love to say I totally understand what you're going through, but 
even if you're going through something similar to me, I probably don't understand it because we all face these difficulties in life differently. And those are just some of the difficulties that I faced in life. But for me, the thing that got me through eventually was realizing that Jesus did have a plan for me. And in those moments where I felt like I had no friends, knowing, eventually finding out that that was not going to last, and then it turning out that that didn't last. And in those really dark times, and I know there's people here who probably had even darker times than I had, but in those really dark times, being able to be reminded that there was some more positivity coming. And, you know, maybe even for you, maybe you go, like, my life hasn't been that bad, but we all have things that are tough, whether it's what happens in our families, whether it's what happens with our friends, whether it's just the fact that exams suck. We all go through times that are hard. And the reality is, I think a lot of, us, a lot of people ask questions at some point when it comes to faith about, like, why is all this bad stuff in the world? Why do we have to face it? Why doesn't it just magically go away when we decide to follow Jesus? Why doesn't he just, like, flick a switch and just sort it out for us and leave all the bad people to have all the bad things happen to them and all the good people, we can just, like, have amazing, pretty lives and only have good things happen to us? Really, you know, the truth is that that there's no simple answer to why there's bad stuff that goes on on the earth. There's no simple answer to the, you know, the classic why is there children starving in slums just outside of Port Moresby who miss out on a spot in the school that we run and we, we try to grow that school and we try to let as many people in, but there's, there's kids who don't get into the school that we run. Why, why does that happen? There's, there's no simple answer to that except that we, we live in a world where we do bad stuff and where bad stuff exists and like I'm not saying like you're responsible for a child starving in Africa but like we all do bad things right we're all selfish at times we all can think of a time where we've been mean to somebody and a lot of the time bad stuff just comes into the world either because we do it or just because the world we live in is not that great it's not how God planned it to be God planned it to be perfect sins come in and now sometimes that sin snowballs and there's this bad stuff in the world so there's no simple answer to why it is but I think that the first step in pushing back against those things the first step that we can take is to take control of the one thing we always do have control of which is ourselves Jesus taught us to fight back against bad habits. He taught us to fight back against bad behaviors. He taught us to fight back against selfishness. And he taught us to live our lives differently. And then if we lived our lives differently, if we followed him and lived the way that he encouraged us to live, that new things would at least start coming out of our life. That we would be able to see our situations change and that we would be able to be a part of changing the situations in other people's lives as well, when their lives are tough, which is, is pretty awesome. And uh, the, the incredible thing is there's this, um, I, I'm going to like, I, don't, I feel like I'm like a Sunday school teacher today with what I'm going to share with you out of the Bible, but there's this, uh, there's this really cool passage that Paul writes where he kind of summarizes a bunch of the things that God has left for us that we have access to every day that can help us push back against the bad stuff 
in the world, to push back against the lies we hear in our heads, which for me is was, you have no friends, you're never going to amount to anything. We, we have an ability to push back against those with this armor and this these weapons that God has left for us. And we're going full Sunday school here. If you never went to Sunday school, there's this passage in Ephesians where this guy called Paul, he's writing to a church. He's trying to encourage them and let them know about how God helps us to push back against the bad stuff in our lives. And he gives us this picture of a suit of armor that we can put on, right? And it's all this stuff that God gives us so that we can push back. So I'm going to read you that, that picture that Paul talks about. It's in Ephesians 6. It says this, Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all the strategies of the devil. For we're not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. And then after the battle, you'll be standing firm. Stand your ground, putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes, put on the peace that comes from the good news so that you'll be fully prepared. In addition to all of these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for believers everywhere. So this is this, the armor of God that he's given us. And I know this feels a little bit Sunday school, but there's a reason they teach it in Sunday school and because it's because that it's such a simple picture and it can have such power in our lives. So don't write this off just because you've heard it a bunch of times before. Don't write it off because you go, I'm old, I'm past this. Don't write it off because you go, they're teaching this to kids who are eight. I don't need this because I need this in my life. And if I need it, then you guys probably need it too, right? So I just want to go through those things. I want to go through the armor and I want to go through the weapons that God gives us. And this is all I want you to do. As while I'm going through them is really quickly, I'm just going to describe what he's talking about when he talks about putting these things on. And what I want you to do is listen out for one that stands out to you, that you could do with a little bit more of, that you could do with remembering to put on in the morning before you go to school, that you could do with paying attention to so that you focus on God a little more. Because, you know, the, the trick in this passage, the trick in this passage is that this is a really feel-good passage that we can read and we can have heard in Sunday school. And we can go, oh, that's nice. But do you know the key phrase that's really important and is why I still need to go through this? The key part was put on the armor of God. Not God just drops this on you every day, but that you have to focus on it and choose to put it on every day if you want its effects to work. Is that cool? Is everybody, everybody on board with me? Great, you sound stoked. It's good. So, first one, the first one was the belt of truth. And so this is what the belt of truth is all about. Don't buy into the lies that others tell you and don't buy into the lies that you tell you. Remember what God says about you, that you're loved, that you're valuable, that you're important and that you have a future. That's the belt of truth. 
the breastplate of righteousness. That's about working our way towards living our lives differently, towards changing our behavior, towards where there's times where we would do things that we know we shouldn't do, we change our behavior and we become a little bit more righteous because Jesus is helping us to change our behavior. And the key thing about this is that I think the breastplate of righteousness is about not getting down on yourself when you stuff up trying to get better at things. It's about celebrating when you're doing better at those things. That's the breastplate of righteousness. And then we get the piece which you put on your feet. So I guess it's shoes or boots or stilettos or something. Um, that's a picture, isn't it? Just armor and then just bright red stilettos. Uh, anyway, piece. Let's go with some sort of armored shoe like Crocs. Um, <laughs> really off track. The shoes is really funny, apparently. Who knew? Um, so here's the key thing to me about peace. There's another spot in the Bible where Jesus says, I've come to bring you peace, but not peace as the world brings you. A supernatural peace, a peace that you can only get from God and from focusing on Him. And it's, it's a peace that allows us to relax in the knowledge that once we've done what we can, we can trust our future to God. That we do what we can do, but there's this peace that we can't bring ourselves. You can tick off everything on your to-do list. You can get into the course that you want. You can get the ATAR that you want, and your life might still not go to plan. But the peace of God is that it will still work out according to what God wants to do with your life, and that your life will still be good, and that it won't be wasted. And so that's, that's the stilettos of peace. And then um, we get the shield of faith. And this is, um, this is really cool because I think the shield of faith to me is, is for when we're not sure how things will work out. It's being able to remember and trusting that the God we follow and that you can choose to follow is bigger than anything you can imagine and capable of more than you can imagine. So when you are at the end of your rope, when you think that there is no way out, when you think that there's something you'd like to achieve or that you think God wants you to achieve and you have no idea how to do it, then faith is about remembering God can get you there when you don't know if you can get yourself there. That's what faith is all about. And then we get the helmet of salvation, and to me, the helmet of salvation is this. Even if we're knocked down and all seems lost, if we've mucked up, we have the knowledge. This is about a head and it's a helmet. Do you see the link here? Clever, right? Head, helmet. We have the knowledge that we're still loved and saved by Jesus because of what he did, not because of what we do, right? We always have salvation on our side when we're following Jesus, no matter how much we stuff up. And then you'll notice in the armor of God, it's all armor. I've kept saying weapons early to try and like pretend that there's lots of weapons. It's a little thing you might do in talks to suck people in and then let them down at the end that there's only one. Just a little hot tip for any of you who want to be preachers in future. There's actually only, there's actually only one weapon. I don't know if you noticed that. And that is the sword, which is the word. And, uh, you know, the word is interesting because there's a whole, there's a whole background in the Bible about this phrase, like who is the who is the word? That doesn't make sense as a sentence, but that's like a whole question when you study the Bible is who is the word? 
But this is what I would, uh, I would summarize this as. So when we spend time, spend time hearing from God, whether that's from like this physical word that I could pick up and I could throw at will, if it's from this physical word or whether it's from spending time with God, not only is the armor protecting us from what's coming towards us, but God is actually moving ahead of us in our lives. He's actually on the attack against things we don't even know are going to come against us. He's on the attack breaking new ground for us where we think we can't break new ground. And all that comes simply from the sword of the Word, which is spending time with God, which you can do at any time, any morning before you go to school. If you're feeling like you need God to break some new ground, in your life, all you've got to do is put on your armor so that you're protected against what, what comes up and then say, God, I want to go further with you. I want to know more about you. And all you have to do is spend time with the Word. So that's it. That's all from me tonight. I hope that you guys have heard something that stands out to you in that. I hope that in the next week, when it gets to Monday and you go back to school and maybe there's something you don't want to face about your Monday. Maybe there's something you don't want to face about your home when you get home. I hope that there's something that stood out to you in the armor that you can remember to put on. Remember to spend some time with God or remember to put that on, whatever it is, whether it's the truth, whether it's the righteousness, whether it's peace, faith, salvation, or whether it's saying, God, I want to go further. Will you be on the attack for me? How cool is that? Not that cool, apparently. I think it's pretty cool. I'm excited about it. I'm just going to pray real quick and then we'll go back to the band. Is that cool with everyone? Hey, Lord, thank you so much that you are fighting for us. Thank you so much that when all seems lost, that when it feels like everything is coming against us, that when we don't know where to turn next, when it seems like all there is is evil in our life, when we think that all there is is things holding us back, that you say that that is not true, that you are big enough to cover those things. Thank you that you have left us with this armor, that you've left us with all of these great promises for our lives that we can choose to put on when we face the tough stuff in life. Thank you so much that you're with us in those tough moments, no matter what. And Lord, we thank you for the opportunity daily, hourly, minutely, secondly, to spend time hearing from you, talking to you, or picking up our Bibles and, and learning more about what you have planned for us, Lord. I just pray that this, this message wouldn't just be a Sunday school message that people hear and forget about, but I pray that there would be things that I've spoken about tonight that are stuck in people's heads as they go back to their lives this week. And not only that, but that you would supernaturally step into those gaps, that you would step into those things that are difficult, that you would step into anxieties, that you would step into the things that make us sad, and that you would just change us and break those things off us. We thank you so much that you're big enough to do that. In your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Gateway Family Church. We hope you join us again for another great message next week. For more information or to contact us, head to gateway.asn.au.